I'm really interested to hear how you guys um, became a band. Like, what's the story? How did it all come ahead? Uh, I think it started with me. It started with David and I. Mm-hmm. I was, I started playing bass. Like, I think it was like second year or something. Right. At the time, we were like third year TY. David got a guitar from his auntie or something. Oh, so you're in secondary school. Yeah, we're then. in secondary school, but we've been oh. friends since we were like since primary school. Right. Okay. Cool. And um, yeah, we used to play like shitty covers of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. <laughs> Me and him in, in my bedroom. Love that. That's how they all start them. But um, our teachers like one day, oh, there's this competition going on, and it's bands. But like a battle of the bands kind it's of. It's kind of like that. It was in Wesley College, was when you like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, and it's competition. And like we'd been friends with Liam and Davy as well, so then I think it was in the hall. David and I asked, and we stopped and like going to class. We we're like, "Oh, do you want to, to play this thing? Do you want to be in our band?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did uh, under the bridge by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, classic. And got second place. We're only no way. Two weeks. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's lovely. We destroyed that show. So that kind of, do, do you think that in general, like I know that it's funny, like you look back on it, you're like, oh, it's just a little school thing, whatever. Do you think that kind of gave you the confidence to persevere with it, to keep going with it? I think it was mainly we just, we just had the crack with it and we all, right. we were all into different music. Well, our love for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. You could just take that away if I added that out. I think the fact that we did, uh, we did well in, um, in the Wesley thing kind of helped as well. Like. Yeah. She was going. And then I think after that we did, I can't remember, was it a cover of... No, we did a location. No, that came afterwards. So we did, we started writing like a couple of kind of like, they were quite poppy songs. And then, (laughs) then we played that gig that we did the inhaler cover of. We did like mostly our songs. We did the My Honest Face cover. And after that it was like, Craig wanted one more song, I don't know for what reason they did. That's class but though. We did under the bridge. <laughs> I don't think none of us could play it, like we kind of <laughs> all forgot <laughs> it. <laughs> and then we just winged it, but it went well. Oh that's good. Yeah. See, that's the thing, like to have that kind of success so early on, like a reaction from a crowd or a reaction from a, a competition, be it big or small, yeah. it's a huge thing because a lot of bands and I've seen it with some of my friends, like they start out, they have their little set list going and then they get out they're so excited for this gig that they have organised mm. and then they get out there and there's nobody in the crowd and you have to do a lot of those shows and persevere and look past that and not take that as a bruise to your ego or a bruise to your talent because like it's just the way everybody starts but to have like a encore a good like second place in some sort of music show mm-hmm. I def- it definitely probably without you even realising you put you in the right direction well, what we did like even if there was a dead crowd at one of our gigs like our Fibbers one recently wasn't mm-hmm. humongous we were first I think we it was organised well before like location was out or any the real promo started so we were first on and then like there was a good few heads in the crowd but there was no one like up front yeah or anything but um, we just seen it as practice exactly that's yeah, exactly what it is just a chance for us to play together a bit more experience yeah, yeah. plus we have our our photographer Limo, he does everything like I think that helps as well having a good Instagram social media presence. 
it's it's crazy like people don't realize the difference that it makes like it's so hard to get anything out there anymore like events or like gigs or just even like a tune out there because instagram's so saturated but having like an aesthetically pleasing instagram having like a good few photos like from someone it's just good to take use your creative friends to get yeah. shit moving like basically like he does all the all our videos with the on, on vhs something oh, for the cool. fact i think we just take on an iPhone camera, it just looks like another video yeah. that you can yeah. on a yeah. Snapchat or something. So VHS is It's a way to keep it like a keep yourselves different from the crowd or be something like people scroll through their Instagram all day long, but if you see something a little bit more aesthetically pleasing, a little bit more retro and vintage, people are, are more li- likely to stop. Yeah, no. So it is like good that you're doing that. What would you say your biggest influences are? We can do musical chairs, by the way, because I don't want people to like. You can just like move around and take a turn. So it's kind of like it's individual and then group. Like, yeah, we all have our own taste, and then there are like it's like a Venn diagram or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like we all have our own things, and then there's like the things in the middle that we all like as well. Yeah, so and it pulls in together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, cool. like we all love indie music as much as we love techno music as much as we love hip hop yeah I'm the same like, like we're not, doing the same we thing. don't really we take influence from everything yeah um, for me personally it would have to be like Stone Roses yeah fair mm-hmm. and The Clash Big Clash person um, who else would I like <laughs> who else would I always play Tame Fowler would be a big one for me yeah Smiths um, Smiths yeah Smiths mm. would be a huge one fair I think Manchester from like that's what I'm hearing. Joy Division yeah. all the way to like before it started becoming like right up to Happy Mondays around 95 because then it started getting like saturated by bands trying to be the roses or the Mondays. Yeah I felt like the only band that was able to emulate that kind of style successfully recently was the Fontaines. Yeah see like the thing about Fontaines is like dance music it is very repetitive mm-hmm. like vocals mm-hmm. are always kind of like monotone. Yeah very monotone. Bass sounds always very simple. Drums are amazing. Very rapid, like just mm-hmm. non-stop the whole. Like that, that last album, I think, was a departure from that. Yeah. Because like the first album was like, if you listen to the first album, it's very like dancing weights. Yeah, the way it's structured. Yeah. Like the first song was a big. It's the first song big on it. Yeah. So it oh, starts yeah. out with Yeah. And that's the song for a minute and fourteen seconds or something. And yeah. the second album is more songwriter the way I had like you said you actually sang for once yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love both records those like influence recently you have to be like fond things and anything really that came out of Ireland or has come out of Ireland Murder Captain oh and Murder Captain insane like that Murder Captain song Green and Blue is just the musicianship on is amazing it's really I'd say it's really promising as well to see people like a little bit older than you bands that you know they would have been three years ago just sitting in BIM or chilling in town, working in a coffee shop, and now that's him. Yeah. <laughs> that L- literally, and now they they there's shit happening for them. Like they're same with Inhaler, same with Fontaines. Like yeah. it happens all quickly. I think that motivates you guys as well, f- in a certain sense. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that made us. We we're always gonna stick with it because it's so much fun. Just like going into practice, jamming, taking time out, jamming out, have a laugh. Don't ladies. take yourselves very seriously. It's therapeutic, I'd but, say. Um, mm. Yeah, seeing like the likes. Like, we started in 2019. Well, you and I would have started 2016, 2017. Yeah. Years ago. Just jamming together. Just literally playing in our living rooms. And then 
think it's one which we started seeing like in Halo Grove we're kind of like oh shit this is actually doable yeah exactly. Fontaine's are kind I think Fontaine's are doing well for themselves around the same time and Murder Capital actually yeah, those two albums came fairly the Murder Capital and Fontaine's were super parallel to each other they kind of went on like the same journey at the yeah. same time almost. and then you look the the rate like the most recent Fontaine's album that was like in the middle of lockdown I think because I think it's summer of lockdown yeah so it's kind of it's nice hearing something good it was a Covid album yeah, that's the thing. I was really curious to to, how, to see how you guys got on. Obviously, you only started in 2019. Was it a bit disheartening to start put this thing together and then to have a pandemic like, land at your feet? To be honest, it was a bit of a blessing in disguise. Like, I've heard this so many times. No, it actually was, because if we had gone, like, done our leaving service, got out of school, and then started doing shows with those songs. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Like, they're not even that bad. They're just so... Like when you listen back to them, you're just like, how in what state of mind was it? <laughs> no and you're probably at that time thinking it was class. Oh, bank, like a couple, <laughs> of them, a couple of them are still like we would happily listen to. I go yeah. back to one or two of them. Yeah, two of them, like, two of them are tuned. Right. But I think I think the next single that's coming out suits you better. Right. That was that was a lockdown tune because it was like me in my bedroom and I started with the this bass sound but it was very slow at the time it was like mm-hmm. in the 90 bpm <laughs> nice but um i think we were just excited to be in the same room once we got practice again that we kicked it up to 160 and it's it's bang it changed very fucking rapidly <laughs> yeah it changed very fast every single artist that i've spoken to has said they wouldn't take covid back they no. wouldn't take the pandemic back that it did wonders for their like sitting still and writing stuff and having a different perspective and all this kind of stuff like it's been i was expecting more people to be like a bit down in the dumps about not paying gigs and stuff but people seem to have taken the time and taken advantage of it now is most disheartening because now we have our set list curated we have more tunes to write which fair enough no gigs make give us more time for that but just as gigs were coming back it's just like pulled again and like for example our last show was meant to be 300 cap whatever the sound is 250 yeah yeah we had to we had to cap it off um, to 100 I think we're always going to have more people there <laughs> guest list and everything yeah that's the fun part about it but no, it's, it's sad how do you find booking gigs like that's what I always like like when I have people who are in a startup band or um, musicians and stuff I'm sure that there are people listening out there who are interested in making their own music or make their own music but just are intimidated by the process how to get out there like what do you guys do to get yourselves booked booked for gigs it was literally I think I emailed the day that the 12th October restrictions were meant to be lifted or whatever mm-hmm. I emailed Colin from Soundhouse, shout out Colin. <laughs> he um, he said, look, I don't have a support act at the minute because right. we wanted to do support like a small show. But he's like, if you want, I can leave you to curate a show. Nice. So we did. I don't think we were confident enough to go second or last, so we went first. Then we booked a band that we're good friends with now, the District. Okay. They're very yeah. good live. They do, do a good cover of LCD. But um, nice. And then we booked Fizzy Orange, who obviously they had a big moment during lockdown. Cool. One of their songs like hundred twenty thousand plays. So. 
instrumental. Yeah, it's a lot because a lot of people are sitting down for the first time and they're like really? branching out of their music taste. So people are like finding. I found so many new bands since lockdown that I don't think that if I was in the fast paced life that I used to be in, would have had the time to discover them. Do you know what I mean? You need to throw yourself at like. We don't feel totally comfortable like in front of a camera doing shoots or whatever, but we have to do it. Cause yeah. We always said we're gonna do it right if we're gonna do it. None of this I can. Huh. You know, when we went into the studio, I think we were all a bit nervous, but um, Declan, our producer, is really good. Oh, nice. So. It is. It's a learning curve. It's really hard to get confident behind. Like, there's like I like, you know, you're like I like the performing on stage part. I like the writing the tunes part, the jamming part. But it's like. The sitting down doing the interviews, uh, the photo shoots, the talking to people, the meetings. Like, those are things that people don't take into account. And, you know, if you're a musician, you're a musician. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's the lane you chose. But behind the scenes, there's all these other things. And I suppose there's things that people need to take into account if they want to start the same journey as you guys. Yeah, I've never been bothered by the name because the music. It's too much pressure as well. I think it's just like how many bands are called a day something. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've all been taken. Yeah. And letters wise there's been bands before like DMA's one. There's another one that I can't think of. Um, MGMT. Uh, yeah, MGMT, uh, that was the one. Mm. But um it's basically just their initials. Oh so what happened was <laughs> so Exciting. That's how boring it is. So in school, um we were in the Wesley meeting and our teacher was like, Ah, you've been playing for two weeks and you still haven't picked the name. Yeah. So, she, so we were thinking and we were just, it was, in, it was like within five minutes this happened. She gave us five minutes to think about it. We just couldn't come up with one. She said, so she just stops me and she goes, right, KLD squared. Oh. And then I only thought about this yet, I only thought about this yesterday. <laughs> if we had gone with that, we would have probably gotten a fat lawsuit because D squared brand. KLD squared. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? They will come after you. Yeah, with the, anything. You'd be surprised. Yeah. yeah. I swear down Inhaler got called after. There was another band called Inhaler from the UK. And there was <laughs> something about it anyway. But, um, yeah, we just went KLDD because it sounds better than KLD Square. <laughs> KLDD. Hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. So if you're going to describe your sound to somebody who's never heard you before, how would you describe it? That's a challenge. Yeah, it varies that is from a challenge. song to song. Very Say like alternative. Mm. Yeah, like rock. Yeah, that's very. That's not broad. Yeah, that's quite broad. I know, yeah. Yeah. They could be it's thinking, and we sound right. like the Kooks from that. But um, like for example, location, good. right? That's such a. We take from everything. Mm-hmm. So, that song like started out with a. That song's written years. It was actually written the day after that gig, the first one, and. Um, it was just this guitar line they would come up with, or Davey. And I think we were listening to Sam Fender's Dead Boys. Love Sam Fender. And um, I had this guitar line and I said to Davey, wouldn't it be cool to have something like that? And he said, oh, I already have. Kind of like, it's not exactly, but it's kind of like similar in some shape or form. But um, I, that guitar line is no longer used in the song. It's actually the bass line. They do, 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 do. Whatever. So that song's kind of like Manchester has a bit of a Strokes vibe during the chorus. Uh, apparently it's lo-fi. <laughs> I don't lo-fi know. indie. Yeah, lo-fi indie. Um, I can't keep up with all these genre and sub-genres. Uh, we didn't even mean? know. We like, 
we showed the song to someone and they're like, oh, this is lo-fi. Or is it some American dude texted us and was like, I'm not into lo-fi indie, but this is okay. <laughs> I didn't ask. <laughs> I didn't know this was lo-fi indie. I don't even know what lo-fi is and I'm into music. So, like. for example, you know, you have, um, like, I don't know, like a patching topping song. Like, for yeah. example, uh, B sharp saying, like, you know the way you can hear mm. it. Oh, okay. You know the way it's kind of like loud and stuff. Yeah. Whereas if you listen to Ross from Friends, it's really low. What's the song that we listen to? Talk to me, you understand. You know the way that it's kind of like phased out. Yeah. You can't really hear the drums, kind of. Yeah. Okay. So that's low fi low fidelity as opposed to high fidelity. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. Are you getting many? Weirdos contacting you on Instagram. <laughs> um, What's your we've never, we've never actually, like any gig that we've got, where one of them or two, like yeah, one of them, <laughs> yeah, and it was true. It was like That's indirectly true, from. Yeah. It was indirectly from the one that we previously booked with the district. They just asked us, "Oh, do you want to play?" Or no, they didn't even say. They said, "You're playing." <laughs> We're like grand. Mm-hmm. But, um, we had a band recently from America <laughs> 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 asking us what, what uh, venue they should contact and if we wanted to support them, but um, they dress up as wizards. Yeah, they dress up as wizards. They dress up as wizards and all that. They're probably going to listen to this before we tell them that we're not going <laughs> to. <laughs> They've got some fans, some super wizard no, fans. No, they, um, they were looking at venues and they seen the sound decks and I think they'd seen an Instagram story that the sound decks would have uploaded. Right. And they were like, oh. We booked this. And we were trying to get them to book Wheelands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then they were trying to get us to book it. So. And, we were, and I just didn't reply to the message. Okay. Oh God, love them. You've ghosted a load of wizards. That's tragic. Um, they seem sound. I'm sure they're lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I thought being an IADT student, you'd be a little bit more accepting, Killian. <laughs> yeah, see, we, I've had to deal with furries. I uh, know. So yeah. I'm like... What's it like? Do you, how do you think I being an IDT and being in a band? Like I don't know. I've never really heard of many bands from IDT. Maybe you guys can steal the show or something. Um, I think like it's strange with culture nowadays, especially in Ireland. People don't really seem to give a read shit about bands. To be honest with you, yeah, depends like, on the person. Fire hot press maybe. Yeah. Hot press have always championed bands, and you can see that going back from like you two. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, and obviously you have Dave Fan and people like that who are really good at championing younger bands. But the likes of all the new magazines, they kind of like if you're not somewhat alternative, just something like if you're just another band, if you're another singer, or if you're just another rapper, they're kind of like they're a bit sus. Mm-hmm. It seems like you need to be really, really, really out there. Yeah. You need to be on like you know Eve's tumor. Yeah. You kind of have to be like pushing boundaries like that. And stuff like, which, to be honest with you, is cool and we like music I use tumor and all that. But um, yeah, it seems to be lacking. Like I looked at the, I'm not gonna name the the publication. We seen a publication today. It's top one hundred songs, and I was just looking at like, there is <laughs> no real band or anything on this. It was just, or even DJ. It was mainly alternative, very like left leaning stuff and like. If you're going to look at it from a songwriting point of view, you should take into consideration everything. Yeah. Like, fair enough, the first, like, the number one song on it was um, Z by Kojak, and that's that's right. an alternative, but it works. It's, like, a really good song. 
it's like you need to just appreciate value for value rather than yeah. just looking for something that's pushing the boundaries and being different yeah. like I do find that with people like Harry Styles being very ambiguous about whether he's in the LGBT community yeah, it's kind of queer baiting in a way being like oh I'm not going to tell you my sexuality but I'm going to wear all these dresses for shock value it leaves all the gays being like ah, thanks for taking our culture just so you can get more record sales do you know what I mean yeah. so I get that it's like why is everyone trying so hard to be I don't know like there are people out there there are very oh, alternative like an and they can encapsulate yeah no you, they can encapsulate it and it's amazing but it's also like don't just give rewards to people who are going so far the other way like yeah. g- like recognise the people that are keeping real old sounds alive and doing them well as well I completely exactly. get you in that sense like it's like an unbiased standpoint is to like recognise all the different genres rather than being like oh you have to be really really doing something out there and crazy for anyone to recognise you I do get that I had a publication recently like as I said like for us or for me personally like the top albums of this year for me were the Wolf Alice one. Oh, Wolf Alice is insane the United one I think the Wolf Alice one's fantastic mm-hmm. Like what's that song that we love after? After Wolf Alice. Yeah, what's the um, lipstick on the lipstick glass. on the glass? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look, if you break down Wolf Alice, it's basically just it's it's an everyday band mm-hmm. if you want to call it that. Been with with years. the female lead singer, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But it didn't rare. seem like even on that publication I seen today it was like, but you're not even giving credit to this person who's making a lot more music, like a lot better music than mm-hmm. and then for example even the inhaler one this was an Irish list and I was just like that's that record's fantastic like if you don't even like the music just the sound of it is amazing yeah people have got a lot of prejudice towards inhaler because of their situation with famous fathers which I just think is annoying and like a bit frustrating because like you know you guys know as well as anyone else you work really hard you get a good tune you get a good sound you sell out the arenas you know people aren't all there curious because of his dad and I feel like people have been putting them down a little bit down the list just because like ah they would have been famous anyways it's like that kind of common trope but the fact of the matter is like you could be a son of a rock star and still sound shit the fact that you sound good it's down to yourself so maybe that's it maybe the Irish publications are trying way too hard to I don't know like influence people in a way to say oh if you're going to you can only really go against the grain if you're going to go for something that's classic something if you're going to be influenced by like the stones or i don't know try being or ch- normal chilling rock band we're probably not going to give you the time of day which is bullshit in my opinion i do i do feel for you in that sense but it's about trying to find the mediums find the media outlets the communities that will respect you like just do you ever like do you like district magazine they're insane okay. um we've got i just We've got a lot of cultural issues here in Ireland at the moment, and people are very pessimistic. If the stro- if the Strokes is this it came out in Ireland, an Irish band came out today with those songs, they wouldn't get arrested. To be honest, with you, boy, like when that first album came out, it was like, I don't know, it was amazing. It's like mm-hmm. even if the Stone Roses had released that first album nowadays, I don't think they'd get arrested. Like it's yeah, it's funny the way things happen things change um, like if you look at back like the Beatles like they started so 
It's like R and B spin off. Rock and roll. Yeah, rock and roll R and B spin. Like everybody else, so it's yeah. And then they became like a psychedelic band. Like, it's mental, but I don't think I think they kinda of just expanded their sound into more like what they actually wanted to do rather yeah. than what was popular at the time. That is great. That's exactly what I think. It's like, do you you, you guys fancy the Arctic Monkeys? A yeah. lot of people got really mad at them for doing Tranquility at the Base Hotel. I love that album. It's an amazing like album. The way he starts out with the, I just want to be one of the strokes. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, it's just, it's, but then the whole, they're a huge part of their fan base was so angry. And it's like, you can't expect a band not to evolve. You can't expect a band to stay the same, to have the same sound. Yeah. It's, it's also like very arrogant to fans to kind of have that standpoint because it's like people do make their music for themselves and it just so happens that it connects with other people. Do you know what I mean? So it's great, you know, they, for me, like the first Arctic Monkeys album, it served its time. Do you know what I mean? It was there at that time in the early 2000s. It encapsulates those years. If they were to be like in their late 30s, singing like that like young men like it just would be stupid yeah. and people don't realise that so it's like you know there has to be a variety at the end of the day I completely understand your frustration it's like I'm doing something I'm emulating a sound that was once so loved and is still loved but it's not getting the attention it deserves and the people that do love it aren't getting like they're not picking up the newspapers or the magazines and getting to read about the stuff they like because there is still a want for it there you know I, especially with, like you said the Arctic Monkeys like that uh, that band changes every album. Like that mm-hmm. first album is like you're not gonna find from Ritz the Rubble on another artist monkey's album. Yeah. Same with five or five, you're not gonna yeah. get that on Humbug. Yeah. yeah. Each album I think AM was that kind of thing that was blew them up to an insane amount. Yeah. That do I want to know single was mm-hmm. stupid like it's stupid big, isn't it? I think that's what didn't help them because they made something that was like such a crowd pleaser and they probably made it by accident. Mm-hmm. That um, like I remember seeing them at the at the tree arena, and they came out to um, I think it was that song did yeah, the I first was at that one. Gig. It was the second night, so they start for with four out of five, which is a banger. Yeah. They started off with like a slower song, and the second night, and I was kind of like going to the fucking bar. Yeah, and not then, listening to them. Like. And then I think don't sit down because the movie chair came on and everyone just rushed <laughs> back out. <laughs> back there, it was one big mosh pit. See, that's the type of thing, though, like, people, at the moment, it's very cool to be, like, super alternative, or you seem like you're doing something that's different, but, like, trying to be different to be different. Not being yourself. Yeah, it's not authentic. Yeah, exactly. So, but that's why you, you guys as band will find that those people are getting more attention, because... It's the same reason that everybody runs when don't sit down and move your chair. People want to saturate, like either Instagram or their website or their publication with things that they think will be a crowd pleaser, hmm. and they they don't realize it is niche to be an indie band. It always was, and it is niche to you know try keep alive classic rock, but people niche is still there. It's still very popular. I don't understand, like how someone like picture this sells out five nights in the three arena. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand that. I had two like tickets for the, for the My High gig. She was raging she couldn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong, they're great songwriters. It's not my type of music. Mm. I'm not trying to argue that they're not good. Or oh, what's the reason of they used to go to our school? Leah. Leah Hart. Have you ever heard of her? No. Um, it's basically just for us, anyway, personally speaking, it's kind of like 
It's very bland. Yeah. Like it's middle of the road. Yeah. That's not bad. It's just Fleetwood Mac. Like rumours like, it is a middle like of the road album. Pop tune instead. Yeah, we yeah. find them more interesting than some of just strums or guitars and actually I don't know. That's something like Oasis for example. Yeah. That came out it was born out of the whole Kirk of Bain thing with mm-hmm. the grunge scene in Seattle. It was just like it was so saturated and then they came out with supersonic everyone was like mm-hmm. oh like it was real cultural. Now I'm not saying that, that we do that but that would be a, a vocalist moment. Yeah. It looked like to mean something culture. Yeah. I suppose to just be another band. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to get at is like the the reason people like put like it's the word niche to me is so confusing because all my friends would listen to your kind of music to get me or would be so pride themselves off finding bands that not many know people know or that have just started out. But then you hear like picture this, like Saturday night all these are shows, they're all Dermot Kennedy always on the radio. You're like why? What? I just don't understand the difference. Do you get me? Because I'm not used to being around people that like are like, yay, Dermot Kennedy. Well, we need to go get a ticket. Not. Do you get me? So it's like hard to understand why the crowd are going towards all this stuff, and it's not to say that it isn't good, but you know, if they're so interested in being different, on another hand, why aren't things that are being recreated celebrated? Do you get me? Dermot Kennedy yeah. was kind of like. He like his original like his first few songs were kind of cool the way he kind of had the I think he did he got Mike Dean who mm-hmm. did a lot of the Kanye stuff to remix one of his tracks and he was kind of putting in singer songwriter kind of like Irish trap melodies kind of thing yeah. hip hop it was kind of cool but I think it definitely died down by the time the first album came out or something for me personally it was kind of like. No, there's no doubt that these people are talented. Oh, they're really talented. They're really talented. It's from our neck of the woods as well. Yeah, yeah no, and it's really great to see Irish people on stage. It's just like, why fight on one hand in black and white for alternative when the only thing you're pumping money into is the very opposite alternative? Yeah, exactly. Do you get me? And you too as well. Like, if you look back at their history, mm-hmm. like that um, is a live aid. Like, that was iconic. God, unbelievable. Like that's a real moment in Irish music culture to us on you. Yeah. Like they started out with kind of like Joy Division even mm-hmm. post punk and then became what they are today and like that's a real band as evolved that was from a pop rock new wave boy band that went to making the Joshua Tree. Well, the thing is, like you're at, when you're singing a song, you're being vulnerable, right? You're writing music. You're like having wearing your heart in your sleeve. You're talking about feelings your feelings evolve as you evolve as a person like as you grow up you feel very di- I feel very differently to the way I felt two years ago before the pandemic I had different views and different feelings like different attitudes so your music evolves with you as you grow up and that's what fans sometimes forget is oh I'm not the same 19 year old who wrote that song so yeah I'm the next song isn't going to exactly feel the same and the best kind of people are the people who are able to change and evolve in a healthy way so being able to hear like the arctic monkeys or u2 and hear you know that evolution should not scare new bands away from being like oh this sounds really different to our old stuff do you think that will cause an issue do you know what i mean because so, like i don't know if you like the catfish and the bottom end. i used to love them but they sound the fucking same every album yeah, every song i like that song um, yeah but i think i do like their voice. sound it's just like you're not giving me much to work with if you're if you're mm. not going to evolve that's the thing about like the, for example the 1975 that 
they lost D2 they took would like didn't really work for them and their fans but if you're like a fan of music and electronic music that would have been mm-hmm. cool oh it was cool for me like I definitely didn't expect it from them but I was mm-hmm. like or even that tune that we used to love at People oh yeah it was that was metalhead just, <laughs> you didn't expect that to come from a band like them it yeah. just turned around out of nowhere including the music video it felt really kind of controversial really on the chin to mm-hmm. be honest to come up with something like that and expose um, I think a lot of things that people don't like thinking about that's what really came across to me yeah so um, I feel like that drew a lot of people in before it was normal to be different. Right. Yeah. So that's obviously. They were always they, like they were always really talented. Sorry, it's me. I think on our own sound as well. All of our songs that we have on the set list now are all different to each other. Very different. It's like growing scratching the surface of yeah. each sound on each song. Like. For example, like locations, kind of that would be the poppiest one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we love pop music so people would say pop's dirty word it's not like it's not I haven't totally agree with you like we at the minute what's like we go through phases we just listen to two or three songs for a month and yeah, recently it's been like when's the vanity or something yeah. <laughs> what you waiting for and uh, what's it just a girl by no doubt no I yeah I used to be the same because I, I love classic rock indie rock growing up especially it was definitely there before I ever went to any raves or techno or anything yeah. which is another thing I love but I do remember being like 16, 17, being like, yeah, I only like the Foo Fighters. And I wouldn't admit that I <laughs> that love <is> <laughs> Ariana Grande. I was like, oh. yeah, fuck Ariana Grande. No, she's great. And like, you just have to like them for different reasons. Mm. Do you get me? But yeah, it's like, it's not cool to like the pop music or it's not, you have to like one or the other. It's, um. I think people are very tribalist. It's nice to see like people mm. like Alec out of Shed or Jesse mm-hmm. coming down to the gigs and we do the same we go to the shared ones but because it's nice to have like these different cultures mixing yeah 100% like if you look at for example like when they did Clash in Music it was the Prodigies album Fat Land mm-hmm. and that had um, the album there is just oh, it's amazing and you don't even have to talk about the album it's just fire start and all that yeah. stuff it's just amazing Breathe. Breathe, yeah. <laughs> we actually tried to do a cover of that song once. Yeah. <laughs> do you know that song? Yeah. Yeah, we still love that song. Sticking it on in the motorway is just <laughs> a different energy. I'd I say love so. the line you hear, man. <laughs> you get to where you need to go when you're listening to that, anyway, when you're on the car. Or warrior dance. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to music in the car hits different, though. Yeah, we only. I think. Um, so we record Suits You Better first and we got like a. The, the demo yeah the demo version which still good mm-hmm. but um, once we got the real one I think the first thing we did was no one so it was sent to me I didn't listen to it we just waited till we were all together and we just went on the drive and heard it and I was just like what the fuck yeah no I'm I I'm really excited to pass my driving test because all I think about is all the songs I'm going to play by myself screaming you know yeah. <laughs> wherever I have to go already making a playlist <laughs> literally yeah I'm like oh Sometimes I hear a certain song and I'm like, fuck. I can't wait to like to drive in the car by myself. <laughs> Liam is a, oh. it's a good pilot for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to call it, Jesus. Uh, it gets, not admitting anything, but it gets a little bit out of hand the odd time. But uh, <laughs> none of us are complaining. Well, what you waiting for comes on. What you waiting, what you waiting for. <laughs> what you know. Blue Monday's mine. I love it, the Blue Monday in the car. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. We know that's... 
Like for example, that's another band that just. Trucking hands. You know what I'm saying? New, New order. order. Sorry, I got my head. It was just revolutionary in that sense. It just. They were that punk band. Yeah. And then now they're. Or they basically did the whole rave thing. Yeah. And they killed it. It's yeah. amazing stuff. It was so sad about Joy Division, though. Um, I think that New Order lads. I was saying this in my last podcast with um, my friend Robin. She has like a record collection. She's like over 500 records or something nuts like that. So I had her in. We talked about our favourite artists and our favourite ba- records and stuff. And um, the lads in New Order, in hindsight, have said a lot in their interviews that if they actually listened to the lyrics of the Joy Division songs, that they probably could have stopped yeah. him. You know, he took his own life the, the night before they broke America. Like they were meant to go to the go to states. the states on tour and stuff but yeah it's crazy you wouldn't like putting their two bands together they are very different but they're very good in their own two ways well there's a lot of similarities like if you listen like peter hook's bass mm-hmm. story behind like the bass lines are so high is because his amp was wasn't powerful enough to keep up with the guitars or the synths so he, he just used to play really high but right. like, there's that similarity in like if you listen to bizarre love triangle mm-hmm. bass lines are really high enough Mm-hmm. Um, the only tune that the bass sounds low is Blue uh, Monday. A couple yeah. of other ones, like True Fade, it starts out with the high bass sound as well. Yeah. But they're geniuses. Well, no, I've been really loving getting to know all about your favourite artists and everything, guys. Actually, and shout out the Strokes. I forgot the Strokes. <laughs> Love <laughs> I them. Forgot the Strokes. <laughs> but just, it's always great to hear what like, like your fans are going to listen to this, and they're probably very interested in why what gets your gears going, what makes you want to make music. But what I'd love to know, and I'm sure everybody who's listening would like to know, is what's your hopes for the future? Any plans? Same as any, same as any other band, really, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talking my words here. Yeah, no, um, I think we're just hoping to just play music we like doing, and that just comes from our influence. And um, I think a lot of bands are like that, especially with new bands like us at, mm. our, at our age. Where um we're still kind of figuring out our sound. I remember when we went in to record one of our songs, I had something written for the drums. Right. And then I talked to the producer and it was like, oh, we can change that completely. And, and it did, and it's a way better tune yeah. because of. And honestly, after that, I was actually you did learn a lot from it. Every you know every time we go into the studio to record a song, you learn a lot from it. Yeah, I feel like. And um, since we changed that around, it's kind of put new perspectives into how, you know, the drums serve the song stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. I think we've all learned a lot over the past year or so, which is what COVID has kind of helped as well. Yeah. And like we're coming up, I feel like we're kind of hitting a new year as well. Like we've new ideas now for yeah. the coming up year. Love so that. yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. That's what helps good. as well is not like, we all listen to each other's ideas. So like let's cool. say if there's not one main songwriter at all in this band, like it's right. very, it's never like you do this, you do that. This is my song. It's very like, yeah, it's open for everyone's interpretation. For example, um, was it location was Davies yeah. originally, and then Suits You Better started with the bass line. Like they're for also location, it was like, well, we Davies started playing it, and then we just kind of like that song was just gotten in half an hour. It. Oh, class to hell! Except we just kept play it, playing it, and then uh, we all just joined in, mm. and it just worked out like just jam it until. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Just, like for example odd music especially the last seven months because like the way time has gotten you kind of it's weird like you 
don't really remember time nowadays. No, it's so hard. It's strange. We um, started listening to like a lot of Tame Impala during during lockdown, mm-hmm. especially during this year's lockdown, and we started writing music that's a bit more psychedelic in a way. Like, uh, there's elements of it in every song, especially with the guitar, because we love Jimi Hendrix and mm-hmm. love stuff like that. That would probably be one of our main influences as well, Jimmy. Yeah. I always call that teleportation music, like Jimmy and Tim, Tim Pala. Mm. Just like sink into the couch and just like go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's amazing. So we, there's this one song that Davey brought in, Love Any Lion. It's kind of like, it's very, it's very singer songwriter at start. Yeah. Especially because it was just an acoustic guitar and then it's, it's, it's gone, um, it's gone mad. It's yeah. gone pretty wild. That's it starts off very singer-songwriter and then once you get in a bit yeah. further into it, it kind of, the band kind of comes in more. Just splashes out really, just kind of... Kind of kind of blows open. Yeah. We're lucky to have really good musicians. Yeah. Like, Thanks. Aww, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bromance. Mm. I love it. Well, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on and learning all about your influences and your journey. And it probably won't be the last time I'd be happy to have you on again. So Thank you. No worries. <laughs> Yeah, I can stop it now.